Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio this morning, working off a little bit of a hangover last night from our Chiefs happy hour. I think we all had a great time, though. Sensational. It was always a blast, and you can actually hear the entire conversation right now on our 104.7 The Cave app or online, 1047thecave.com as a podcast. A little over an hour long, but I thought you guys did a great job of uh, asking questions, and so did uh, the members of the audience. When you have a candidate like Mitch Holtis down there, hey, this guy's a pro. He is a seasoned pro. Looks a lot. He's he's ranked actually older than he looks. But the fact is, he's 28 years with the Chiefs. Prior to that, any number of years at Kansas State as their play-by-play announcer. He's a K-State grad. And uh, when you have that kind of experience, you learn how to channel your comments. And he is brilliant at doing that. You know, when I closed it by saying he's the best in the NFL, he is, he is. the best. He is. And uh, I know we're biased, but that's the truth. All right, so uh, we had the Highland Springs golf outing going on right now. Who's the leader? This is the uh, Price Cutter Children's Charity Championship, which is the uh, among the four remaining original tournaments in this whole thing when it started back in 1990. And as you might expect, Parr took a big-time blasting. It always does. Chase Johnson and Chip McDaniel are tied for the lead at nine under par. Whoa. There are a slew of golfers within one, two, or three. And keep in mind, Mike, these are for the most part the flat bellies. That's what they call the guys just out of college. And uh, they're very hungry to get on the tour. So the big name out there is Tony Romo, who is competing as an amateur. He's not a professional. He's the same Tony Romo who you see on the NFL telecast who does a very good job. He's one of my favorites. Well, he for for a former pro football player to come in and be the analyst that he is, that's that's exceptional, and he is exceptional. He's also playing basically in his home area. He went to Eastern Illinois University, which isn't too very far away from here. Anyway, that's beside the point. Big name, media's out there to cover him, fans out there to cover him, and he shot a respectable, even par seventy-two. But with the pros, the young pros. That he's way, way down yeah. the list and probably won't make the cut. Especially if you're talking about nine under par right now as a leader. It's a, that's a huge hill to climb. But, yeah, he, he's great. And, and, his, and that just shows you the football mind he has and I think what the coaches saw in him. It's just unfortunate of the injuries, man. He just couldn't get over that. As, as a professional football player, yes. I want to make the comparison very quickly, too, between the guy who is a very good amateur player, maybe a scratch golfer, and the pro athlete. A, is a wide chasm, believe me. Oh, yeah. It's like playing a nine-year-old in pickup game of basketball. Uh, speaking of which, Tampa Bay Rays, arguably one of the best teams in baseball right now, wouldn't you say? They are only one game back of the Boston Red Sox, and the one factor that the Tampa Bay Rays do not have is a big-time consistent slugger. Some guy to launch that ball out of the ballpark every single time. Otherwise, it is a fine team. Well, they won the American League Championship last year. Absolutely. Played the World Series. Yeah. But They're a good team. I know you don't really care about having a slugger because that's not the way baseball needs to be played. You but need it helps to, put... to have one in the lineup. That's true. Very and, true. And they have one now. They got Nelson Cruz from the Minnesota Twins. He is 41 years old, but he is also one of the most highly regarded, and still at that age, sluggers in the game. They picked him up yesterday. Uh, The Twins, who are not going anywhere this year, decided they'll throw in the white flag. Tampa Bay said, 
We'll take him. Of course they will. He has 19 home runs this year, 19 of them, and Cruz can bash that ball. So that's a big get for the Tampa Bay Rays. And uh, even one game back of the Red Sox right now, that does help them considerably. That's a very, very tough division over there, and I'm glad the Cardinals don't have to play in that right now. Last but not least, yesterday it was announced that the NFL said basically if you can't figure out your COVID protocol situation and you got reason to have to reschedule and we can't do it within this time period, that is a big forfeit. And that changes things considerably. It does. The games are not going to be rescheduled. They're going to be forfeited. You lose the game. All right. Now, the average fan will say, well, why not just tell the players they're going to get their shots? You can't. You can't mandate a vaccination. That's a personal choice. Most of us, thankfully, are getting vaccinated. Now, I say that. I think we're, what, 50% here in the city or something of that nature. But the fact is, you can't tell a person that they have to have it done. The club can say, guys, if you don't do it, we're going to lose the game. You can appeal to their level of teamsmanship, uh, so to speak, and get them to uh, perhaps adhere to what the protocol should be. That's what they're banking on. But if it doesn't work and teams have to say, hey, we can't field enough players or whatever the circumstance might be, F-O-R-F-E-I-T is a forfeit. One thing I didn't hear, though, yesterday, um, they they still have the opt-out option. You know what? I must admit to you, Mike, I don't know whether that's that exists. That's why I want to know. It, it did last year, of yeah. course. I have a feeling it does not this year, but I don't know I, that for you sure. You know, honestly, if it's still going on, I, I would think that that would be an option, and that's what my next question was. If it is an option, I wonder what we're going to see in the next seven days as far as players saying, screw it, I'm out. Yeah, but if it is an option and those players uh, opted out last year, that is two years without playing? Oh, dude. That ain't You're done. Work. You ain't coming back. I mean, that, that you just... Unless you're playing and training by yourself every single day, you get out of that rhythm. You don't use it. You lose it. We were kind of busy last night, and I missed uh, a lot of the Cardinals-Cubs game because of our Chiefs happy hour. So you got to fill me in. Game four, did they take the dub? They did. Four, three to two. Boy, the Cardinals, I'll tell you, they are getting by at home with some good defense, some timely hitting. Dylan Carlson had the big bat last night. And some really good pitching. Kim was the pitcher. Kim has really come on. He is pitching very well. He held the Cubs at bay for most of the game, and then the relief corps came in. Cubs had several chances, but Chicago is just simply not very much together. They they don't have a good lineup, and uh, it's going to cost them here because they're going to lose some of their players here to perhaps the trade deadline or whatever. That's the rumor going around. Anyway, Cardinals win the game 3-2. The Brewers did not play. So the Cardinals pick up a half a game. They are now seven games out of first place. And, hey, you never can tell what's going to happen. There's still time to get back into the race. I mean, uh, they they still have time, but uh, they better not. They don't have any time to fall off that train anymore mm-hmm. at all for the rest of the season. It always blows my mind. It just seemed like we just awarded the Stanley Cup yesterday. Hockey, they get like a week off, and then it's back to to the preseason, uh, when do the Blues open their home season? It's a very good point you bring up because that's almost, not quite, but almost literally the case this year because of COVID. Yeah. And the hockey season, which was shortened last year to 56 games, 
is uh, started late, started right at Christmas time, and then went on beyond that. Actually, started after that, started after New Year's. But be that as it may, it's going back to the norm now, and the St. Louis Blues found out their home opening opponent, which will be the Los Angeles Kings, and that'll be Saturday night, October the 23rd. Now, the Blues and the rest of the NHL teams will go into their training camp probably in late September, very early October. These guys are pros. They keep themselves in shape anyway. So, indeed, it will probably be a rather short training camp, but the season will begin, and it will be held in its entirety next year at the normal time. I can hear Gloria playing in the background right now. We're getting close. Uh, Last but not least, are the uh, Royals at home this weekend? They are. They're playing the Detroit Tigers, and Kansas City is playing some pretty good baseball, folks. No, they don't have a good record, and no, they are not a challenger. But they do have some good players on their team, and they're, they're in a rebuilding mode. They're going to take on the Detroit Tigers. I would have said, well, Detroit's going to be easy pickings, but they are not. Detroit's coming off a big winning streak, which they are still on. They'll give the Royals a pretty good little test. Uh, two good teams getting better, and that's the key when Kansas City plays. Yeah, and uh, the future's looking bright. I, I believe in that organization. I think they're on the right path. You can't expect that stuff overnight, especially with a young team like that. But I think the front office knows what they're doing, and so uh, so does everyone in that team. So hopefully we'll see. They can get some wins over the weekend. Ned, you enjoy your weekend, and I will see you on Monday, sir.